They're loading into the barriers. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. And they're underway for Moody on the mic. Moody on the mic back for another week. Uh, I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me, as they always do, Peter Moody and Anthony Myth. And unfortunately, the resident Rain Man is a late scratching, but we've got an emergency coming in. Uh, James <laughs> McDonald, we'll get to you in a tick, J-Mac, but firstly, better let the big fella have to say. Peter Moody, welcome to your own show. Uh, great to be back, Rog, and, and great to know that James McDonald hasn't forgotten the little people. Uh <laughs> Like when no one could spell his name, he used to come on our show regularly. Uh, <laughs> you know, now he's uh, a multi-billionaire, not millionaire, and uh, breaking all sorts of records. Um, it's great to know that he's humble enough to come back to his grassroots. Poor old battling mates on Moody on the mic. J-Mac, an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Moody. Um, I'd be loving if I had a small percentage of what you've got anyway. I'll be very happy. <laughs> I would have had a lot more if you hadn't have beaten me in the Melbourne Cup, you grubby little bastard. <laughs> What's, uh, it was ringing through my ears at the 400, let parcels be fast, so I just let it go. <laughs> so Pete, well Peter was your inspiration, James. Yeah, absolutely. He always rings in my ears at times, especially when I'm three deep or something like that. <laughs> Might be about time you put him on your horses instead, then, Moose. He's domiciled in another state, so uh, and my ninety-five percent of my horses, he wouldn't want to swing a leg over anyhow. <laughs> I don't know about that, but anyway, you got a well, few fast get... rosemont horses there, haven't you? Well, I, I tell you what, what's going like faster than the horses is the merchandise. What about you, Blake? Roger's wearing the hat. J-Mac's wearing the hat. Pete's in the T-shirt. I'm the only one in plain vanilla. That's, that's, not, uh, that's not like me either. You've got a scone that needs covering, and you've just stepped off the treadmill after a gruelling 300 metres, uh, <laughs> looking like you've just run a Melbourne Cup. Uh, I think you could do with maybe a, a Rosemont sweat vest, maybe some... Uh, what was those, those, that, that, that exercise that you were a black caviar wore over to Ascot moods? Maybe you get a rosemont <laughs> one of that for, um, for Mitha. One of those skin suits to watch him on the treadmill. So, no. Uh, well, you uh, need to pop over to your brother-in-law's um, uh, wardrobe, on, Anthony, yeah. and, and get a bit of cotton on gear and jam a bit more rosemont on it. And don't forget the 3XL. Don't just be making <laughs> little skinny fuckers like J-Mac and Roger. <laughs> You've got to make it with a big hole in the top and a big broad set of shoulders. Like the big boys plobber. And and I know if I've got one one passing shot at our great friend and uh, a big sponsor of mine, Nigel Austin, stop making clothes your size, you bastard. Make a mine. <laughs> Peter, you've been in trouble for swearing recently. Just watch your mouth on uh, Moody on the Mic with our special guest. Oh, I heard that. Nah. I think most of Australia heard that, Jamie. Uh, Maybe you should give the Kiwi one as well a go. So I can get home. <laughs> we don't want to breach the international relations here. We, need to, we, we rate very well over the ditch and, uh, and uh, we want to keep it that way as well as, you know, being number seven in Cambodia at the moment. Uh, what we do want to talk about, James, we will get to the carnival. Um, no doubt. It was pretty good. We liked your work, except for the Melbourne Cup. But we mentioned last week on the show that you nailed a hole in one. Uh, Mitho sent through the photos and you're talking to him. You're in the Rose, lucky Rosemont cap. Noticed on Instagram today, you nailed a second hole in one in a week after the... No! no. He did! He did! No! 
He kicked it in. Yeah. Talk, us through, talk us through I it, I want Jamie. witnesses. Hey, mate, the old saying, when you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're I, not. I want witnesses. We want vision. We, we, we got want pl- witnesses. We've got plenty of witnesses. There was a group yeah. on old ladies behind me that was cheering, and there's a group of old men in front of us that were cheering, so I had plenty of, plenty around me. So, so what you're saying, Jay Mac, is that no one with 2020 vision actually saw it going the whole <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin and my mate did, so we're we're all right. But it actually it went right? straight went straight past the whole two foot and back spin in straight into it. Couldn't well, believe where it. Where were you playing? Uh, Willara. On the ninth hole at Willara. So I've, I've hit two in one week. So and I, I had you on the on the line the first one, unfortunately, and couldn't I was very surprised because I couldn't actually see I only can see a quarter of the flag that day and as you know I was pretty <laughs> chuffed when I got there but um no it was good well, you, to get you, this were, you were you were swearing like Moody there for a while when when Caitlin <laughs> yelled out to you your ball's in the hole <laughs> yeah I couldn't believe it well everyone else was trying to claim it but little did they know there was a little name called Mac on it <laughs> oh, a question oh, oh, from oh. our mate Rain Man uh, on Twitter when someone has someone alerted us to the fact that you've done this today J Mac was he wants to know how long these holes are. Are we at pitch yeah. and putt or are they? Yeah, no, nah, they're not the longest holes. The first one was about 119, 120 metres um, with the gun, but the today's one was 105. So only only shorties, but it doesn't doesn't matter. You try and get a hole. <laughs> no, I, put, <laughs> I can't. I can't get him a hole in one at mini golf. But what did you use? A sand wedge from the tee or? I had a 56 today and a, and a, and a nine iron the first day. I, I tell you, I, was, I had to ask. I, I, like, it, it was almost like once you got over the shock of it all, you go, oh, hole in one, hole in one. I was like, how many hole in ones have you had in your life? Like these golfers play a bit of golf, got a bit of spare time in their hand, uh, these jockeys. And uh, it, it was his first ever. And then a week later, he's got his second. That is yeah, they're fun. hard to get, you know. I've oh, been playing a while, and I've, yeah, obviously lucky enough to bang two in a row. But yeah, I would, wouldn't mind one pass about a 130, 140 meter one. It'd be good. Oh right! Oh, we're, we're just uh, we're just pre-ordering now, are we? <laughs> oh. Got a golf sponsorship already? Yeah, I do Taylor Made. Oh. So they're going. Well. Oh. Those clubs are going good. <laughs> oh. There's a free plug for you, the uh, Devon and Taylor. Yeah. Don't forget the rest of us here on the show. Taylor Made are the biggest suppliers of children's golf clubs, and that's what the jockeys <laughs> got to use. It's like when you go into the toilets at the airport and there's 10, 10 urinals three foot off the ground and there's one in the corner and most people think it's for kids. But the airport authorities put them there for the jockeys. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to use them in, at the moment, but hopefully soon anyway. <laughs> James, let's, let's get to the carnival, like I said. And when, when you do look back at what was a historic carnival from a jockey's perspective, from, from your perspective, was... The highlight of it all, I mean, four group ones, the Melbourne Cup included, it would have been Menage the last on Derby Day, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, it was, a, it was obviously a good good, uh, good week, to be fair. Everything just worked out. What could have gone right went right. Uh, most of the races planned out perfectly, and um, I think I only butchered one A moods, probably. Um, but um, mm, no, nah, it was the wrong one. one. It was the wrong one. If you did. <laughs> it was wrong. <laughs> I can't. I can't recall you butchering one, but I wish I. I wish I, I could. I could pick one for you to butcher. <laughs> uh, your horse is only a young fella. He'll be back next year. We're we're in our twilight of every years. No, 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 mate. Listen, it, it was a great carnival, and uh, 
you know, it, it was a touching moment for you and Brett Preble going over the line one, two in that group one. And uh, it, it was very fitting for him to be there, actually. And Brett bounced back to sort of yesteryear for him, really, uh, for the carnival that he had had leading into that. And for you to be side by side there, that was, uh, that was, that was a special moment. But throughout the week, uh, you know, yourself and, uh, and Dee Oliver kicked it off in unbelievable fashion on Derby Day. And uh, then you just continued to run through the line. And, uh, mate, it was, like you said, things happen, but mm. things happen because of your ability. And, uh, listen, I don't need to pump up your tyres, mate. You, you're, you're a phenomenal rider. The world is your oyster. And um, one thing for me personally, because most of the time I'm racing horses against your mounts, I want the world to be your oyster. <laughs> and and uh, go and go and travel it a bit more. It's it's great. I think you're going to going to Hong Kong possibly in a few weeks. But you, I would think you're mad, and I would imagine a man, a young man like yourself, with such great aspirations. You know, uh, you hear Chris Waller talking about taking a team over to Ascot and even possibly the Ark. And and I know races like the Breeders' Cup are run during our Melbourne Cup week, but I I, I would imagine you would love to be a part of those big race series on the world stage in years to come, you know? Yeah, no doubt. It was um, obviously if we were lucky enough to try and pilot some fast horses over there, but um, obviously we're very elegant, obviously hopefully heading there with Nate's strip, maybe, maybe home affairs heading over there, but there's, there's so many races. It, it just, it's hard to obviously find time with, in terms of they all clash at the same sort of, either autumn or spring, like you, you just made point of with the Breeders' Play, uh, Cup. But um, hopefully one day maybe Dubai, if, um, if Nature Strip was on path to Ascot there. But it would, we'll just see we'll see what happens. But, I'd, yeah, if, if, um, if they come calling, that's for sure. I'd love to be um, venturing over there. I've done a little, little bit over there in times. I think it was there when I watched Black Caviar that year. And um, if we can get back to those sort of carnivals at Royal Ascot, it'd be unbelievable. But um, those horses incredible. They're just a different level when when you get to those sort of carnivals like the Prince of Wales, the Queen Anne Stakes. Um, they're just marvelous races, and same with the Prediac de Triumph. It'd be a it'd be another. Well, obviously the Melbourne Cup was one, but to ride in a Prediac Triumph would be pretty 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 special. I would have thought. You, you talk about the clashes and stuff, Jamak, but the fact that that you've won a Melbourne Cup now would that make a decision potentially easier to go over? And you know you've ticked that box that you don't need to be at the carnival every year or do you just want to win five of them? Nah, not really. That, that thrill I got out of the Melbourne Cup, sorry, Moods, was just, it was just <laughs> astronomical. Like it was actually, I've never, ever experienced anything in my life like it. And um, yeah, just the snowball effect from then on with, um, with uh, you just don't realise how well recognised that race is, to be honest with you. And, um, and just people that you float down, you've never met in your life and they've, I've watched that cup. It must be so. It must be so uh, well documented that it's watched all around the place. And um, look, if I could ever get that chance to harness that thrill again, it would be just incredible because it was definitely something else. You must have imagined in your mind's eye winning it at some stage, and, and what it must feel like. Can you give us the? Can you give us the two? But like, like well, what I, you thought it would be and what it was. Oh, I never dreamt of it ever being as big as what it was. That's for sure. That experience that crossing the line was just something. I don't know. I wish I could just go back and relive it again because it. And I hope I do.
do get an opportunity to do it. But um, it was very surreal because I can't believe it happened because it, like it's hard enough at times winning group one races, let alone the cup over 3,200 and everything has to go right, which it, it, what it did in this particular time, but it's just so hard to win a race, let alone a, a Melbourne cup who's on once a year. And I know, I know a lot, all the other group ones are on once a year as well, but this one, you just, I don't know, you, you almost try too hard sometimes in those sort of races and, um, and, and, and probably undo yourself a little bit. Yeah. So has it has it sunk in yet, or it's still it's still a butt blur? Uh, it's it's still a oh, it definitely has. Like I don't get me wrong, with uh, I've definitely taken the trophy out a few times out of the box and had a good glance at it because it's still <laughs> in just disbelief. But it's a pretty good trophy, moods. Hey, come back! Don't poke the bear! Don't poke yeah, the bear! Hey, away from the camera now. Yeah, the when you came in and had a chat to uh, Channel 10 the day after or on Oaks Day and you mentioned that you didn't bother ringing your mum because you knew she'd gone to a girlfriend's house and was on the floor pissed um, yeah. at that time. How long did it take her to recover from the Melbourne Cup? Well, I think she kept going for a while, to be fair, because um, I even spoke to her a few days after and, and they were obviously, I think she was celebrating for me. Um, but um, no, nah, they, they live and breathe it. Obviously, they've grown up as well as what, and, and we as a family never thought it would ever happen. But um, on the Monday before a bird shat on my right shoulder and I was out in the, just outside crown. So there was not a tree or anything around, not a power pole, nothing. And it's flowing over and just parked one straight on my right shoulder. And, and they say that was good luck. So I was speaking to, speaking to Nick Williams and Nick Williams goes, Oh, that's, that's bad luck. And I said, I thought it was good luck. He said, bad luck for us. <laughs> so obviously <laughs> it, um, it's, it's obviously a good sign anyway when a bird shits on your right shoulder. You were in the middle of the Channel 7 interview, weren't you? Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> That's correct. It, it, it made the story. It did make the story. I mean, yeah, no, it's yeah. got, cool. so, so it got you, it got you the, um, the, the VRC Classic, it got you a Melbourne Cup, and it got you two hole-in-ones. Yeah, it's actually... One bird shit. I hope, Don't I hope chase that going. bird and get it to oh. just shit all over you. Oh, mate. 100% it'd be doing me a favour, that's for sure. Jay Mac, I, I read that you're heading over to Hong Kong um, for the International Riders Series. Anything on the horizon for the big races there on, on the main day? Yeah, we're just working through that now because um, actually, or just as we speak, but um, because of the restrictions to get back um, home if I ride on the Sunday to ride cool and gather is, is um, just a, a bit of a problem at the moment. So we're just working through that, see what happens, see what the restrictions are. And then um, we'll obviously finalize a few, but hopefully have one in each, each of the races and um, most likely it'll be all local horses. And cool and gather. Um, she's obviously the filly that uh, brilliantly won a first up. She looks exceptional. She's on a magic millions path. I imagine she'd be going to Wyong for that. The lead-up issue? No, she's heading up to the Bruce McLaughlin. Oh, well, I think, well, as far as I know, she's penciled in to head to the um, Bruce McLaughlin, and far as what I heard. And um, yeah, she looks she looks pretty special as in terms of a two-year-old. She's very precocious, very fluent action, and, and strong as an ox for what she's done. So I definitely want to um, try and stay with her in terms of on the way to the Magic Millions because she looked pretty hard to beat. But um, at this stage, and as long as she's come back after a spell, she'll be. Um, Heading there. Now, as uh, as Moods often used to ask anyone he interviewed on the the original Moody on the mic and track work, have you got something for the battling Ladbrokes punters this weekend? 
<laughs> uh, what have we got? Um, gee, you've, you've hit me right between the eyes there. Uh, Help him out there, Ross. Give him, a, give him a couple of his uh, rides on the bloody... At least I didn't shit on his shoulder. The poor bloke's um, too busy having rolling ones to be worried about what he's doing yeah. on Saturday. Oh. Affidavit, still in fashion. Oh, yeah. Polly Gray, Najmati, Welsh legend, Tambo's mate, moves like that. Order again, Locke Lomond and Francesco Guardi. Yeah, he he, he actually looks uh, he, he looks a very nice horse, that the one in the last, Francesco. <laughs> and um, being a son of Frankel, he'll be um he'll be third up, ready to rock and roll, I would have thought. James, we always appreciate you coming on um on Moody on the Mic, especially now you're you know, the hottest property going around. Uh, it's good to know you haven't forgot the little people as Mood said at the top. So uh, congratulations on a, a dominant carnival. Congratulations on dominant work on the golf course. Make sure you never take your Rosemont cap off and all that luck will continue. It's time to blend it, punters. Get more winning chances in the same race with Ladbroke's Blended Bets. Back multiple runners with a single blended bet. And if any of your selections finish on top, boom, you win. Get the download on the download and get the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it with a blended bet. Minimum price $1.10 for blended bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Before we get to the winner bottom, I've got to make an apology to West Australian Racing. Uh, when I'm wrong, I will say I'm wrong. And uh, after Western Empire's demolition job on the weekend uh, in the railway stakes, there's no way that didn't deserve Group 1 status. There's no way that Western Empire isn't a Group 1 horse. And I'm sure he'll be winning more Group 1s probably next week and then again next year on the Eastern Seaboard. So my apologies to the West Australian racing community. Now, let's move on to your Group 1 this weekend. It is the Group 1 Winterbottom Stakes over 1,200 metres. And the favourite in the race with Ladbrokes, is uh, last year's winner, Elite Street, at $2.45. Did get in as short as two forty, but back out to two forty five. dollars uh, The early market mover has been Will Chino, being $4.40 into $4.20. And then Graceful Girl, uh, William Pike for Grant and Alana Williams in that famous Cerise and White at $7. Uh, and then everything else is double-figure odds or better. Rock Magic, special mention to it. Sixth Winterbottom Stakes, Rod, Rock Magic, is running in. He's a 12-year-old. This will be his last race. Uh, he's placed in the race four times. Uh, a phenomenal old veteran of the track. Uh, look, I'm going to kick it off. This is usually where we go to Rain Man. And this is usually where it gives some in-depth, insightful analysis. And without him, I'm feeling a little bit lost, but I'll give it a crack anyway. Um, <laughs> Elite Street certainly had most of this field uh, covered when it won last start in that Group 3 Prince of Wales over 1,000. Uh, he's going to be back in the run, which we know you don't like moods, but if there's some good tempo on, he doesn't over-race, you'd think uh, he might be too good for him. Well, Chino for mine's the X factor. Um, barrier one should be up or around the speed. That old adage we love so much here on this show that uh, your back mare's in form. Uh, look, since breaking her maiden at start three just under a year ago, she's only been beaten once. Uh, that was nine lengths last. So still, something was clearly wrong there. Um, for a bit of value... Look, I think you've got to play Will Chino, but maybe a, an elite street Will Chino Quinella for one. So that is number two and uh, number 16. Mitho. Yeah, look, I'm going for Will Chino just at the, the value. I mean, uh, untapped here, this mayor. Been looked after. Um, Dan Morton knows what he's doing, clearly. Um, I think he had his 50th birthday recently. So happy birthday, Dan. Um, 
And uh, Chris Parnham, um, you know, if there's, um, he's a bit stiff, isn't he, Chris Parnham, I reckon, uh, to, to be running into Willie Pike every weekend because um, he is a star, Chris Parnham, and, and uh, um, sort of lives in Willie Pike's shadow over there. So maybe he can step out of that shadow and into the spotlight here um, on Will Chino. Um, five star, uh, six starts, five wins. Um, yeah, lo- loves the trip, speed machine, like it. So I- I'll take it at the value. Yeah, well, I'm with the favourite of Lee Street. Uh, he, he's a rating certainty. Uh, Dan Morton's got a great hand in this race, like you knocked the nail on the head there. Will Chino is the X factor. Graceful girl's going to need more luck than the first explorers from gate 18. But if any man's going to find that luck, it is W Pike. But uh, Elite Street, uh, clearly on top. And, uh, you know, I could only see bad luck bringing him undone. All righty, the Sandown Guineas is the next race we're going to look at. Uh, it is at, uh, at Caulfield, of course, this meet switch. This is the Freedom Day meet we've been waiting so much for. The favourite here is Festival Dancer, 460 into 390. So uh, I reckon a bookie might have opened at the wrong price. Uh, on a nice little hot streak, nice little picket fence, Festival Dancer. So the $3.90 favourite, 440 next in the market is Brigantine for James Cummins and Damien Oliver. Port Louis, $4.60, sits on the third line of betting, and then Cardinal Gem. At $6.50 is your only other one in single figure odds. Uh, look, there's two maidens in this race, and I'm going with one of them. And uh, it is Port Louis. Uh, he's entering Kementari territory for mine because I, I've liked him from, from uh, very early on, and he still hasn't broken through for the win. I reckon he is going to be a very nice racehorse once it clicks, and I'm hoping it's going to click this weekend. And that's really what I'm banking on. Uh, I'm big concern on the favourite uh, in terms of backing against it. Uh, but I'm going on punt Port Louis for the May used to stable to finally get his shit together. I'm with you there, Rog. I think uh, Port Louis is a is a monster chance uh, in this race. Um, fourth up here, good run at Flemington, um, up to the 1600. Um, feel like um, he's going to relish every bit of that. Uh, we know the pedigree a little uh, there, Petey, don't we, with uh, only a half-sister to uh, Port Louis, um, who unfortunately didn't make the track because of because um, of bad knees. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good pedigree and it probably stretches to a mile. So um, I think Port Louis can can get the job done here. Just a little tricky barrier is probably a bit of a worry. But um, if, uh, if Johnny Allen can get the job done here and, and get a bit of cover, uh, Port Louis for mine. Yeah, well, listen, no one will be cheering harder for Port Louis, uh, like you said, Mitho, for you and I, with only our half-sister. But I think the toppy Brigantine, I just think that fangirl form through the Carbine Club, although beaten comfortably three lengths, uh, she looked outstanding, fangirl, and was one of the finds of the carnival. I just thought Brigantine with a slightly better draw. Heaton does know how to hit the line. Port Louis, um, I would suggest, uh, will run extremely well again and certainly the horse to beat. Cummings, D. Oliver, they've had a terrific uh, last 12 months and I think they'll build on it uh, again on Saturday. All right. Well, the third race that we're going to look at, the third and final race, is the Zipping Classic. Uh, and obviously there's a, a pretty key runner here and it is uh, a Spanish mission for uh, Peter Moody. Uh, first oh, yeah. run, the Melbourne Cup. Melbourne oh. Cup third place getter, of course. Spanish mission, a dominant favourite. The punters are already truckloading it. Um, $1.50 in from $1.60. It's the only one they want with Ladbrokes. $5 warning. He's really starting to string some good form together. Uh, the Derby winner of a few years ago. They're the only two in the single-figure odds. And then it's out to $13 for Sound and uh, $16 for Wentwood. But, look, Moods, obviously, you'll give us the good run down here because, as far as I'm concerned, if Spanish Mission turns up, he wins. If he doesn't, 
then and Warning does, who's finally started to turn up on a consistent basis, then he probably wins. They're the only two I'd even touch. But, um, gee, at $1.50, I've got concerns over the trainer of Spanish Mission, but other than that, I think he'll win. No concerns there, Rog. I've improved this horse lengths and lengths. So, um, <laughs> you know, he's just gone ahead in leaps and bounds in the 14 days that he's joined my yard. You are an idiot. <laughs> you are a dead idiot. Uh, listen, he's a nice horse. Uh, he settled in well to his new routine. Uh, for a six-year-old entire, he's uh, got an unbelievable attitude. He's a kid's pony, this horse. Uh, he's only done one little piece of work. He looked very sharp. Um, look sort of probably sharper than most Europeans I've ever worked with in years gone by. So probably looks more in the mould of a mile type horse than he does a, a horse that's been, uh, you know, gone out to an Ascot Gold Cup, I think. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If he turns up in the form of um, not only the Melbourne Cup, but his previous, previous European form, you would think he's got a pretty big margin on these horses. So let's hope that I haven't stuffed it up in 14 days. And once again, ratings and facts and figures say he should just go there and win. That's an interesting comment there, Pete. Do you think next time in after after a break and maybe the autumn that you might um, try him at a sharper trip? Well, uh, well, he is an entire. Uh, I'm not sure of his pedigree, Anthony, but uh, that's probably more up your alley than mine. But... Uh, just in one little piece of work, and it might have just been an abnormality, I don't know. He, he showed us that he was quite a sharp horse with a good deal of quality. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, my experience with most of these European horses, particularly coming off a Melbourne Cup and, you know, a preparation that involves Ascot Gold Cups and, and Ebors and all of the likes of that, Lonsdale Cups and that, you would expect him to be very dour, but... Uh, in his one little piece of work, he let down and sprinted very nicely in the mould of more a horse that we're used to uh, than, a, than a European sort of uh, grinding type stayer. So, uh, um, yeah, no, he, he could be a little surprise packet, this bloke. He's not a big horse, but a uh, nice horse. So he could be a, a Australian Cup or um, Queen Elizabeth sort of horse, 2,000 metres? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, I would think probably his next run post, this would probably be in an Australia Cup. Uh, unless I decide to run him in a Caroline Cup at a mile or something like that as a lead into it, you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, I'm I'm not tipping against him. It, it's it'd be stupid mm. too. Um, his um his world worldwide form is outstanding. Um, yeah. and um I think he's uh he's a horse that could really light up the next uh the next twelve months. I was going to say in the staying ranks, but maybe um maybe in that middle distance wait for age stuff. So um uh, exciting to have him with your moods and uh, good luck to the team that have uh, secured him. And um gee, our bloodstock strength goes from strength to strength here in Australia with. Um, horses coming from Europe and America, and um, it's uh, it's exciting to to see these um, these top class horses, not just that middle tier, um, you know, European horse that no one's really heard of in Europe come to Australia and dominate. Um, mm. It's nice to see the top class stuff come. So um, good luck with him. I'll, I'll be cheering for you. Make every race even more exciting with Ladbrokes Same Race Multi. Ladbrokes has Australia's biggest same race multi offering across thoroughbred, greyhound, harness and international racing. Add up to four runners to a same race multi and watch your potential payout increase. Get the download on the download and get the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it! T's and C's apply. See ladbrokes.com.au for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
Well, best bets time here on Moody on the Mic. Usually it is the resident rain man uh, who kicks us off. Such was lateness of his scratching that we don't even have a text message tip from the rain man, which is unfortunate. Uh, Mitha, I might get you to uh, kick us off because uh, sure. you gave us the Rosemont Ruffy last week and it didn't win, but it paid seven bucks the drum, which is more than most do when they win. So that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, epic centre, the two-year-old with uh, Clayton Douglas. Um, ran a huge race, a um, bit fierce uh, going early, uh, led him up and, and uh, battled on well uh, to hold third spot in the, um, in the Ballarat Classic for Magic Millions. So hopefully he can win a couple of weeks at Flemington and, and book a ticket to uh, the Gold Coast. But uh, uh, this week, well, do I go to America? Just punters that oh. like their international form. The Rosemont Ruffy comes up... Um, in New York, uh, we bought a mare that we're hoping might be a little Spanish mission job and run at weight for age level and maybe even into a Caulfield Cup called La Dragon Tea. It'll wind its way to the Friedman Stable, but it's running in a group three with 400 clams over there in New York uh, on Saturday night for those thrill seekers wanting to stay up late. But staying close to the home, I can't go past Burton in the Merson Cooper, trained by the great PG Moody. He's done an excellent job with this horse. Um, he's And Moody can talk to, talk to this. Uh, I don't think he's seen a two-year-old come through his stable that's been as precocious and as tough. Usually they're one or the other. They're precocious and they, they fall over because um, they're brilliant. But this horse has got the brilliance and the toughness to um, keep keep standing up and, and wanting to go to the races. So um, if they want to go to the races, they're tough and sound uh, and they're fast like him. Uh, let's keep taking him to the races. So um, I applaud you, Peter, on that attitude. And um, he's, he's showing to be made of rare stuff, Burton. So um, like his uh, AFL namesake. So hopefully he can get the job done at the Merson Cooper. I see he's a, he's a first starter that's favourite, Rog. So um, that's uh, interesting in itself, given that this horse... Um, really should have won the debutante, did all but win the debutante, and then won out, came out and won the Maribyrnong Plate at Flemington uh, during Cup Week. Before we get the moods wrap, and he'll give us the lowdown on Brereton, my best bet, and uh, look, got a bit of a watch on Enstar. I'm concerned the moods has a runner in this same race, but uh, I thought it was a very dominant win last week at Ballarat by decent rain. She sticks to the 1,400 metres again, uh, this time at Caulfield. Uh, and she uh, she's paying around the three dollars with Ladbrokes at the moment, so uh, I'm going to go with decent rain as my best. Caulfield race three number one. Very well, Brad. Now decent <laughs> rain is by dissident. There was another horse at the weekend that I did catch my eye that's also by dissident, a dissident filly called Moody's Luck that went around at uh, Townsville on Sunday. I thought, ah, geez, Moody's Luck. It's by dissident. I bet have a throw at the stumps. It was a fast horse, Moods. And it was up there with its molars punching the breeze. He would have been very proud. Unfortunately, the shadow roller wasn't on. But Moody's luck went straight to the front and they didn't catch her. Oh, it did win, did it? I, uh, someone actually texted me that. I think Tommy Button at the Sunshine Coast trains it. So obviously a little bit of a piss take there on the fact that I trained dissident. Uh, but the one that uh, Anthony was mentioning there before, Anthony and I actually bred her. Uh, what's it called? Decent, decent, decent right. Yeah, decent rain. So Mitho and I actually bred her. So uh, might be a little Vobus check there for us if she can get the job done. I'd imagine Anthony. If I um, send it to you, Petey. Yes, I hope you remember there, Anthony. Uh, my little shareholding there. But uh, we've got a few runners this weekend. Um, Moody Racing. I reckon you can get a little bank on Friday from one of our Moody on the Mic uh, favourites. Akacheta goes to Wodonga for the Wodonga Gold Cup on Friday. 
drawn gate one, big drop in the weights, 54 kilos. Jay Benbo to take the ride, uh, 15, 90 metres around Wodonga. And if we do happen to get a little bit of the forecast rain, we know it's not going to worry him because he was good on the soft at Mooney Valley last start, but he's just as adapt on top of the ground. So Akachetta, race six, horse nine at Wodonga on Friday. Charlie, $4.60 with Ladbrokes, Akachetta at Wodonga on Friday. Yeah, so uh, listen, he's going to give you a great side. He sits up there and punches his molars through the breeze as the great Jack Starring would stay. Brereton goes to the Merson Cooper. He's trained on terrifically well. He's a high-class, young, precocious colt. It will take a very good effort to beat him. I don't know. Uh, Eb Ha, the Snowden uh, Oliver horse here, the I'm Invincible filly. Drawn gate nine. It'd want to be on its game. It'd want to be good because Brereton is going extremely well. Very nice filly in the Twilight Glow. Comes off a pack and a maiden win, but this is a filly I've got good time for. A Piero filly called Allegretta. Drawn a little bit sticky in 10. Just fearful that she might have to go back and give a little bit of start. But interesting that you found decent rain in the race, Rog, and it's drawn outside us. So you would hope wherever it's going to be, it's going to have a harder run than mine. And I've got good time for this filly. I'm not sure what price, Rog, Allegretta. Yeah, $26 at open into 17. So you must have tied a few people at the stable. I have something each way. It's a nice, nice filly. If it has luck from the draw, it can run well. And facts and figures suggest that Spanish Mission should be just too good in the Zipping Classic. So hoping for a good day there at Caulfield on Saturday uh, for the team. Two very nice uh, end tyres going around. I think Brereton wins, I believe. Spanish Mission, barring uh, something uh, unfortunate, should win. Allegretta's a very good each way. Punters, get your bank on Friday afternoon in the Wodonga Gold Cup with Akachetta. He was good to us a couple of weeks ago. He is a fast horse, and you know what we do with them, boys? We let them run fast. Have a great week. Good luck. Good health. And we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Ladbrokens.